Hello, welcome to Star Wars Spelt Out. I'm your host, Josh Chapman, and today we're in uh, week two of lockdown down here in Australia, or partial lockdown, or somewhat lockdown. Um, so you know, there'll be a lot more of these, pretty much every show from now on for a while, will probably be a Skype <laughs> one, unless I do them with my children or my partner. Um, but luckily, we've got another friend the show who's been coming back for another another round and um she's in semi-lockdown herself it's uh holly from rebel dispatch how you going holly hi good good now you're not completely in lockdown are you it's an odd time no i am a apparently a central retail worker so that's great what are you selling respirators masks hand sanitizer uh well we're all out of all of that stuff at the moment so like (laughs) <laughs> uh, we sell plants though so people apparently need plants uh, during these times so so you are you a bunnings or one of those sort of the big one of the big ones i am yes. ah do you um, so it's this, plants and paint or as it's known at our house now hammer barn after um <laughs> you, have you, i don't know if you get that reference or not since you didn't have children but um there was an episode of Bluey that just came out where they go to basically Bunnings and they call it Hammer Barn yeah. in the show. And now everybody, we just call it Hammer Barn at our house now. <laughs> yeah, I, I did see the pictures. It was um, amusing. It was very accurate, actually. If you ever, you know, I know that you don't have small children, yeah. you probably wouldn't come across Bluey, but, you know, you got pop on the ABC iView. What, you know, you're going to be inside for a while. You'll, you'll need things to watch. You're like, I'll just pop on that Hammer Barn, see how accurate it actually is. Yeah, I'll have to do that. <laughs> um, so have you kind of like, you know, in preparation for, you know, because I think eventually we're all going to be locked down here, but we're, um, we're, yeah. we're looking closer and closer. Are you making sort of arrangements? Have you got your DVDs all stacked and your books, you know, piled high and your Disney Plus ready to roll and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely have my books piled high because I have a few Star Wars books that I haven't touched yet. Oh. So, um, like... Uh, there's just so many that I I impulse bought a lot of stuff around the time of the Last Jedi. Oh yeah, a lot of that stuff was books. So like Leia, Princess of Alderaan, um, from a certain point of view, a two I definitely want to get onto, and then I definitely want to go out and buy um, Last Shot. Yep. So yeah, there's going to be plenty for me to do. <laughs> you just bought the book and going. Need to not- <laughs> yeah. going. When am I going to get time to read these realistically? You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, like, I just need to control myself and not rewatch Brooklyn Nine Nine for like the hundredth time. Oh yeah, we're doing that at the mo- <laughs> at the moment. We've it's had this a bad habit. We've had this weird thing where we've been watching it on Netflix, and then we've been watching oh, yeah. the new ones. So we just had like a we'll, we'll have a thing where it's like Doug Judy episodes will start overlapping. Like they just had a Doug Judy episode, oh, yeah. a new one, and then we put on Netflix, yep. and then there was a Doug Judy. We're like, oh, we're getting double Doug Judy episodes because he <laughs> he comes back every you know every season for yeah. an episode. Uh, we're going, oh, the things are crossing over. Yeah, we're getting actually very close to the end of um, the ones on Netflix. Although I've got them, I think I've got them all on a box somewhere. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's a very good of just like, hey, let's just put this on. Uh, and when I don't so want to watch the bingeable. news for a while, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to yeah, watch the exactly. news. And then I'll put Brooklyn Nine-Nine on. Yeah. I know I need to branch out, but that show is just like a big comfy blanket at the moment. So I saw a hilarious clip on YouTube of... Um, 
the actress or the actor who plays Amy Santiago. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she used to be on a soap. Like her first gig was a soap. And there's this hilarious <laughs> YouTube clip of her like on her wedding day or something. It's either her wedding or she crashes a wedding and she like punches the bride in the face or she gets punched in the face. I'll have to send it to you. It's hilarious because it's just, I mean, she looks a little bit younger, wow. obviously, but it's like, oh, Amy Santiago getting punched in the face in her wedding dress or something. It's very, very funny. Um have you ever seen the footage of the lady who plays Rosa in real life? Like her doing interviews Yeah, stuff? her voice is so it's, different. It's like there's an episode we just watched where um, Rosa goes undercover at the, ha- yeah. at the hairdressers to get information <laughs> and she's sort of acting all ditzy. And we're like, that's what Rosa sounds like in real life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's another good episode, that one, actually. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's a Doug Judy one as well, I think. Is that a Doug yeah. Judy? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, there's a quarantine one. So that was very apt as well. So Kevin and, <laughs> and Jake are in quarantine or in witness protection. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, wow. I need to go back and watch that one as well. <laughs> How apt. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I'm just trying to think. Last time we had you on was when um, Rise of the Rebellion had just come out and we were sort of just about to hit Rise of Skywalker. We were like really, really close. <laughs> Um, and we were sort of talking about, you know, you know, how are you going to watch it? What are you feeling? Da yeah. da da. And we, you know, we talked about the shipping and all that kind of stuff. And they kind of, the, the the big ship kind of got shot down even before the movie came out, didn't it? Yeah, and it was odd in a way because, like, everyone seemed so excited about it mm. up until like the week before. Yeah. Which, I don't know, it was weird. Like, I guess we were all expecting it, but just to have that sort of excited lead up and then have that sudden sort of no was odd. Yeah. I mean, personally, would you have preferred to know nothing go in or more to be like, oh, well, at least I'm not going to be looking for that as the movie rolls on? Because it could have easily watched I mean, the movie and gone, hey, this is going to gonna happen. You know, like. Well, that's the, th- that's the thing, though. Like, I'm... Like... All things being considered, I'm actually quite happy with what we got in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it would have made any difference. It's... Like, I would have liked more, but at the same time, there's so much more they could have done in the other direction that they. Yeah. Like, I thought they would do, and they didn't. They actually sort of. So I mean, I, like, it was a little bit ambiguous, and then even, even the Poe stuff was like with mm-hmm. Zori Bliss at the end, where he's kind of like looking at her. I feel like Zori Bliss is just going, dude, like, we all know. <laughs> Like I'm not your, yeah, like, I'm not your freaking beard, okay? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if they wanted to be more, I guess, direct with all of that stuff, they could have easily have been, and they weren't. So yeah. And I think part of that was I feel like with the movie, it almost felt like, especially with the shipping, they were trying to please everyone in a way, sort of. Mm. Well, it seemed like the the, Which, the Raylos weren't. They kind of were happy for a minute, for about a minute, and then like oh, were furious. I mean, not to bring all that up again, but it was kind of like, yay, yeah. and then boo, and then, yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah. Have you, um, have you got a digital copy of it yet? Have you seen, have you watched it since cinema yes, stuff? Yes, I, um, I just had a six day work week last week. So as soon as I got home, <laughs> like I need to, I mind bought it and sat down and watched it. Um, yeah, because I was going to wait for the DVD, but um, especially now that we kind of can't go out. Mm. I don't know when I'll be getting the physical copy. Yeah. Like, I will get it. But, I, um, um, 
I have purposely sort of avoided all the extras and stuff online because I want to watch them on the disc. Mm. And now I'm just going, oh, I can't just pop down to JB Hi-Fi. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So, yeah, I'll just have to wait and see. I mean, if it's, they might put it in supermarkets and stuff perhaps, but I mean, that'll probably yeah. be the only place I can get it. But I don't know if, if Woolies are selling the 4K, you know, steelbook or something like yeah. that. So They'll probably only have like the DVD version, which... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's not going to fly. I've got a 75 inch no. TV. I can't be putting a, <laughs> uh, like a 480p cut on there. I'm just like, oh, this is just, this is, this is no good. Um, so, what was yeah. your, your feeling? Like, how'd you go on your opening night? You said you were going with, did you have a couple of friends you were going to go with? I can't no. Remember. I'm just trying to remember. No, you no. just rolled solo? <laughs> yeah, I just went by myself. I did you was... go midnight? Yeah. Yep. And it was great because, like, my local cinema was absolutely packed. And it's just always so nice to be surrounded. By other people who are excited for the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I feel like that feeling's only ever matched by celebration. Yeah. Oh God, poor old celebration. Which, that's a whole other, <laughs> a whole other issue. But um, no, it was a really good vibe. I had my reclining seat. It was comfy. Yep. And the poor guy next to me, I was had empty space on one side, and another random person next to me. The poor guy next to me probably got. Probably got a good understanding of how I felt about particular scenes. <laughs> so you're quite animated in the cinema, were you? Um, I think there was two points where I verbally expressed my displeasure, but yeah. Oh, can you can you um, can you enlighten us? Um, so the first was, and this is something I've definitely cooled down on now, <laughs> was the Poe and Sorry stuff, which at yep. first viewing annoyed the hell out of me. Now barely bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second was the Raylo kiss, which again, honestly, I just leave the room at that point. <laughs> I don't bother <laughs> pausing. I, that's my, that is my designated toilet break. <laughs> the very, like two, five minutes to go yeah, in the movie. Two hours <laughs> into the movie. <laughs> but no, yeah, those were the two bits that annoyed me. And, you know, going into the movie, those were probably the two sort of, issues I was the most worried about. Yep. And they didn't annoy me nearly as much as I expected. Yep. So when Like the... I ended up being happy with Ben Solo's story, which I did not anticipate at all. Um did you what was the the room in the the feel in the room when that when the Rello kiss happened were people sort of laughing or cheering or or, oh, yeah. or... Or just sort of eh, going along. Like I, it was really different reactions in every. Like I yeah. saw it in the cinema a few times, and like one time I saw like opening night, people sort of like oh, you know, and then it was a bit like one one people kind of laughed like when Ben Solo died because he just sort of like dropped dead, <laughs> and, and then other times like people were really quiet and sort of like really shocked, and it was just it was weird. It was no, I saw it in sort of I never saw it in the same cinema twice, and then obviously. You know, oh, okay, yeah. different. It's different crowds as, as it goes along as well. You know what I mean? Like you go early, it's like the hardcores, and then yeah. you go a day or two, it's people who are into it but not nuts enough to go midnight. And then we went like weeks later, and it was kind of like, oh, Star Wars, I'll go check it out because it's on. You know, and then it's, yeah. it's sort of more casual people. But the the room sort of reacted a lot of different times to to stuff. Yeah. Um. Honestly, especially on the first viewing, I was so like the last third of that movie, I was incredibly stressed. Worried that my favourites were going to die. Yep. So I honestly don't even remember how everyone else around me was reacting. <laughs> because that final battle scene was the most worked up I've ever been during a Star Wars movie. 
Wow. So I was terrified. So when those sort of, you know, those ships all turn up, did you sort of, you know, jump out of your sheet, your seat and punch the air a little <laughs> bit or like was that like was it's... that was that the big moment for you sort of when it looks like everything's No. <laughs> it wasn't. Because again, I was sort of relieving this when I watched it the other day. I seesawed so quickly in that final scene like you know, you get stressed because it's only those like the small amount of ships there. Mhm. And then all of the ships turn up and you get excited. But then they'll get you know, electrocuted. All the ships are brought down and then I'm stressing there I'm just like oh no Poe's going to die and then they don't. But then the ship that Finn and Janna are on is going down and I'm just like oh no they're going to kill Finn. <laughs> So, yeah, it was going back and forth, and I, yeah, like, I know I was quite worried that Poe wouldn't make it out of alive, so, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was, it was a stressful few minutes. <laughs> and then, at the end, they killed Ben Stoller, you're like, oh, he had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like, I mean, as people have said, he, he, you know, got to return to the light, return to his parents, and he... Honestly, ended up dying the way I expected him to, or rather thought he would, but didn't really imagine that they would actually do it. Like, sort of s- sacrificing himself, sort of thing. Yeah, sa- sa- sacrificing himself for the cause. Like, that's what I wanted and that's what I logically expected. But part of me was also just like, oh, what are they going to have him live and, like, forget all the things that he did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, you know, I, 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 I've sort of said all along he had to, he had to go. I wasn't. Oh, really, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised the way that they did it. It got that sort of like when they kind of turned. I went, oh, that's interesting. Although it's it's funny because they have you read the Kylo Ren comics? No, that, I haven't. That it's it's kind of weird because people go, oh, well, you know, he he came back to the light and he was such a a cool guy and you know what I mean, like he has his little <laughs> moments and stuff. And yeah, but but then they do these Kylo Ren comics where it's Ben Solo, like he's 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 more like whiny Anakin Sky, Skywalker through all of that stuff. Like he's not, there's no <laughs> signs that he's a cool guy. I'm like, where is this cool Ben Solo coming you know, from? Like all the lead up, I know he kind of turns to the dark side towards that thing, but it's not sort of showing any kind of like cool dude i mean he was cool for like five minutes of his life and then dropped dead yeah <laughs> and i mean like i feel like part of that's definitely adam driver oh for sure like if he if he were played by someone who wasn't adam driver he would not be as cool oh look i've, I've said this a few times on this podcast adam driver is too good an actor for these movies really you know what i mean yeah. like he elevates <laughs> elevates that character mm-hmm. you know to a level if, it, if it'd be, i'm not going to pull out some other actor's name and, and, and poo poo them but you know what i mean he's one of the best actors in the world, so he's he's yeah. ele- elevating the material, so to speak. Um, so, wh- what other stuff was your sort of you know, your ju- your jump out of the seat moment, or sort of the stuff that you sort of felt most satisfied with with the film? Um, Lando's return, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like we all knew it was coming, but I didn't. So I didn't really start crying a lot with this movie until, like, my third or fourth viewing. I think because I was so shocked. Yep. But on my first viewing, I cried when Lando turned up. <laughs> and I don't know why, but that moment just really hit me. Is that's interesting because... Like, cause... he's the last yeah, of the original group. Yeah, because you're, you know, you're, you, you got in... People who've listened to, to you on here before know that you're a... 
you're a, a sequel trilogy fan originally. Like your your gate through was Force Awakens. That's how you came into mm-hmm. it. So it's not though Lando was somebody you grew up on. You know, you've gone back and gone, oh, I really like Lando because I've rewatched those other movies. But that's interesting that you know the character resonates with you a lot even in these new films. Yeah, it just it was something about that moment as well. I think seeing like the trio meet him. Yep, like it really. That was just felt such a real. cool moment as well. Yep. Yeah. It was good too, Billy D. I was I. Oh yeah. I, I not worried, but you know, it's at celebration. You know, he's in his eighties, and you know, he mm-hmm. sort of <clears throat> got up on the stage, and you're all you're all so sweet. You know, he really he was there, but he was really <laughs> like, "How you doing, Chewbacca?" You know, he really sort of, uh, you know, he really brought the brought the energy um and i think that's a you know credit to to jj in in that respect and he did the same for harrison ford as well you know like Mm -hmm. harrison ford kind of mumbles through a lot of stuff these days and especially force awakens harrison ford really brought the han energy (laughs) as well you know for a guy who's yeah who are older as well um what did you think of the the handling of the carry stuff of leia were you Mm -hmm. sort of like well it, it is what it is they did the best they could kind of stuff or yeah, definitely, definitely, like, I was okay with it, but I'm not, like, I love Carrie, but I'm not someone who, you know, really right or die. loves her as much as some, yeah, 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 as much as some people do, so, yeah, like, I was impressed and happy with it, but, yeah, I don't know if that was enough for people who really, really, really love her. Yeah. Oh, look, I get it. I can see the argument. I think... People who really, really love her understood the circumstances, I think. I don't think they could mm-hmm. have done much more. And then I've seen a little bit of a VFX reel of what they actually, you know, they really, you know, they basically just kind of took her face, <laughs> you know, and, and put it on and did a whole bunch of stuff just to get that. So I think that's pretty admirable. Um, now, you're our resident book expert. Um, <laughs> you come in here and you, you, you help me out on the under, getting an understanding of these books and things because I don't have to, well, you know what? I, I, I say I, I don't have time to read them. I, I've got two small children, so I'll be inside the house with them. I'm still not going to have time to read them. I just, you yeah. know, I'll be lucky if I have time to podcast, really. We're just, you know, it's naps here at the moment, so that's it's worked out quite well. But Excellent. Um, the Rise of Skywalker novel has dropped, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you, can, you can get it. And um, you've read it. Um, so I thought we'd get you in here and see if you can enlighten me on the on the things that go down this novel Um yeah. Just general general first impressions first, and then we'll sort of we'll get into the sort of you know the stuff that elevates or detracts or adds to the to the film really. So was it sort of yeah. satisfying read for you? Um, well, I will say I read most of it all in one go, and then you know took a break, and then suddenly lost motivation to finish the last ninety pages. Oh. Um, so you don't know how it so ends. So I have gone, yeah, I've gone back and like read like the last few scenes like the bits i really care about but i haven't read the last 90 pages sort of back to back as you if you will oh that's okay but, you know <laughs> yeah definitely went back and um you know read like that last trio scene just to see how it translated to word but um yeah overall it's for me personally it's a bit of a mixed bag mm-hmm. like um I feel like it handles a lot of the female characters very well, like Leia, Ray, Rose, and even Sorry, all are definitely treated well and, you know, definitely have that story added to in the book. Yeah. 
Whereas I feel like Finn and Poe, and this is partly just because John and Oscar bring so much to their characters, I feel like they're sort of... It's, first off, like the emotional depth between the two characters isn't there. Yep. And then like Finn's story isn't delved into in the way I kind of hoped it would have been in the novelization. And both characters kind of just feel flat. Well, interesting. So are they doing like just yeah. Just are they kind of essentially just doing the same thing that they've done in the film, whereas Leia and Rose are doing more than they did in the film? Like mm-hmm. they're kind of having their slack picked up. Yeah, I mean like they're doing essentially the same. Like there's an extended scene between Poe and Zori but that essentially reads the same as in the movie. It's like yeah, they're doing the same but without the sort of you know, emotional and physical intimacy that um, John and Oscar brought to the characters and sort of showed on screen. Yep. Like, there's moments in the movie where the characters are, like, essentially snuggling or, like, touching each other, and that just isn't translated into the book. And I feel like that's just... You know, their connection in the movie is one of the strongest aspects of the movie. Yep. And it's just not translated well if at all into the book interesting so like in comparison like rebecca roanhorse got that connection really well in resistance reborn yep and it's just not there in this novelization interesting whether they're just trying to step it back in the book or something but um Mm. so do they so did they sort of set the tone of the film or the film or the story at the start of the film, or do they give sort of more of like, like what's going on with this emperor deal? Like, what what's the deal? <laughs> Is it sort of they definitely played out a little bit more? A bit. I mean, like, there's definitely more of that opening theme with Kylo. Yep, I that's assume- extended, and then yeah, um, the opening training with um, Leia and Ray is also extended quite a lot, and that's actually one of the very best parts of the novelization is, you know, we get to see more of Leia training Ray, and that's just amazing. Right. Is it sort of established earlier on that she has done way, you know, you know, it sort of comes late in the film where you've kind of find out that Leia's done, you know, pretty much all the Jedi training except for like the last five minutes of it. Like, is it sort of played out earlier that she, she's pretty much a, a trained Jedi or is it sort of, is it still a reveal or does she sort of delve into her training at all before that point or not really? Or she's just barking. Like, is she just barking orders, <laughs> saying, "Grab that, you know, hit that ball, jump that log." Um, I've got to say that sort of detail has totally gone past my mind. But um, I guess like you do kind of get the feeling that you know she has done her own training and you know has had her own journey with the Force. So, mm-hmm. like, she definitely knows what she's doing in teaching Ray. Yep. It's funny that it was... And yeah, it was just what lovely depth to it all. Yeah, right. Cause it's, it's funny that um, like even though that's a, it feels like a real reveal in the film that, you know, she has a lightsaber and she was training with Luke and was pretty much a trained Jedi, it's, it's funny that it feels like even when I watch you go, oh, wow, they, they did that, and then you go, oh, actually, she was training Ray at the start of the film. <laughs> yeah. Like... I know, like you said, yeah. it's not delved into as much, but it's, it's very like she calls her master, and you know, and and mm. really seems to be, um, 
you know, giving proper solid instructions and, and stuff. Um, so just to go back to the Kylo and Mustafa, is it sort of, does it sort of delve in? Does he like kind of understand the significance of Mustafa or is it just a place for him to go get what he wants? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's seen as like Vader has set out this sort of challenge for someone to get through to the Sith Wayfinder. Like, he has to get through the native, the local people. Mm -hmm. And then there's this beast that's like, this is really odd. And it's like, there's a beast in sort of a river or something that Kyla has to cross. And it's like some sort of, I don't know if it's like an ogre or some just like big beast. Like that, Shrek. That also has, yeah, it's that like, also has this like hello, giant Carlo. spider. <laughs> yeah, it's like this ogre and like a giant spider that are two separate but one single being. Oh. It's really weird. But, you know, Carlo also has to pass to get through to the Wayfinder. So like it's kind of quite fantasy sort of in that oh. mean, in that way. But, um, yeah, there's definitely more added to that scene, but um, I feel like that if they had that scene in full in the movie, it just wouldn't have translated well. Yeah, right. <clears throat> does um, <clears throat> does Kylo like know? Like he knows that's where like Darth Vader was sort of essentially yeah sort of created and and or yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, he knew Grandpa was there, so. Yeah. <laughs> I always kind of wonder, it's like, I, like I said, it's the sort of stuff they never touch on in the movies, like how much he actually knows about yeah. the story of Anakin Skywalker. Like he kind of knows the, I mean, I imagine he knows most of it. Luke would have told him like, hey, he was a bad bloke. We saved him and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's a, <laughs> that's funny, yeah, because it's it's just it's played so quickly in the film, isn't it? Like he's sort of just mm-hmm. there. He he sort of knocks a few dudes down, and then he just grabs the wayfinder, and then he's literally like in his tie fighter, and he's away, like it's straight to yeah. Um, is the emperor stuff? So the emperor, I think I have read that he's basically just saying I'm a clone. I'm not OG emperor. I'm like inhabited by the <laughs> spirit of the emperor or something. Is that is that accurate? Um, see. In my skipping of the last 90 pages, um, I didn't actually get to the clone stuff. Oh, really? I thought that would have been played up like right at the front. No. No, no. Like, um, all the stuff about Ray's father and whatnot, I didn't actually get to. So, oh, I mean, there is some stuff at the beginning with, like, the Snoke clones in the sort of floating tubes. That- yeah, yeah. Yeah, is that sort of explained yeah. anymore? He's just like, oh, there's a bunch of snokes in that tube over there. I, I don't feel like it was explored <clears throat> much more. Like, it doesn't really go too in-depth and explain how they came to be. Yeah, that was sort of, yeah, a bit of a funny one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's all this stuff, you're like, oh, what does that mean? Like, is that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be explored, though, in, like, comics or a book <coughs> in the future. <coughs> Like, that's way too weird to not go into at some point. Oh, for sure. They're going to mine this thing for, for all it's worth. Oh, you yeah. Know? And especially, like, we, we we don't know what's going on with Star Wars. I mean, we've got these books. I mean, just to completely veer yeah. off in the other direction for a second, like, what was your reaction off the back of the High Republic <laughs> stuff? Um, I, I'm excited for everyone who is excited. It's just doesn't seem like my... Cup of tea? Sort of, yeah. 
Like, I'm sure there'll be stuff that, you know, I'll read eventually and I'll like. And I'm not, like, disappointed by it, but it's just not something that I'm particularly drawn to. Like, I've still got my sequel trilogy here. Like, we're still going to be getting their stories, so I'm not disappointed by any means. Yep. It's just, yeah, not exactly something I'm going to rush to spend money on. Would you ever... um do you have any interest in reading Legends books now? Like, if you like, basically, you know, if you're in lockdown for another month and you burn through all those Star Wars books, would you be like, "Oh, I'll go give Ed of the Empire a read"? And would like, would, would that be something you'd be interested in? You're just like, "Oh, that just seems like too much work." No, I'm enjoying finding out about Legends through like discussions we have on uh, on my podcast and like just hearing people's explanation of it. Mm. Like, I like having this really sort of separate... Sort of alternative timeline kind um, of thing. Yeah, like, really patchy understanding of it, because it just makes it so much more amusing. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Like, I'm happy not Lu- knowing. Luke fell in love with a ghost on a spaceship, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's plenty of wacky stuff in, in that e- in that EU. Oh, yeah. That's the one everyone always goes to, the little Luke falling in love with the ghost or whatever it was, but... Uh... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I don't know. Like the High Republic stuff. Like I said, I'm not a book reader, but I, I, um, I can certainly see the logic behind doing it and using it as a oh, yeah. as a jumping off point. And you know, it doesn't cost much to do. You might be able to mine some absolute gold out of it that people really latch onto, and then you can springboard off that and and away you go. Um, it's so uncertain now. Like sort of talking about oh, what's next for Star Wars? I know they've already wrapped. Um, Season two of The Mandalorian. We actually got some casting news today that Michael, Michael I always pronounce it wrong. Michael Bean, Michael Bean is going to be in it. I don't know if you're familiar oh. with him. He Aliens and uh, Terminator, um, Man of the Eighties. So they've apparently this, the uh, word is that he's going to be in Mandalorian season two, which is uh, cool. Good for him. Um, oh, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, nice. so I just saw that on Twitter this morning. So hopefully that's true. I mean, who knows? Crazy stuff yeah. floats around all the time. Although it's sort of the yep. the the Star Wars sort of crazy rumor mill speculation stuff has certainly <laughs> slowed down. People have got other things yeah. on their mind at the moment. Like you know, a few weeks ago when the in Star Wars news sort of ground to a halt when the movies were done, it was just like, oh, this person's this is being stopped, or this is person's been fired, or this person's been hired, or they're doing this, and it's just the brakes are on. Yeah. I um. So where are you at with celebration at the moment? Are you just sort of <laughs> hit, f- fingers crossed? Are you just watching that Aussie dollar just plummet? And uh... Uh, <laughs> at this point, um, I would honestly prefer it to just be cancelled. Partly because you know the dollar is really bad. Mm-hmm. And also because, like, I just, it's just, <laughs> like, I've kind of got it in my mind now that it's not going to happen. Yep. So I kind of would just like it to have, like, sort of this firm confirmation. That it's, that it's done, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I like the idea that it, I like that it's not completely canned. And I feel like because it's not tied to a film or a release or, you know, the only thing that kind of date-wise it's got a hit is, you know, Empire Strikes Back 40th anniversary. Well, you know, mm. we can always celebrate the 41st anniversary of Empire Strikes Back if we're just getting, yeah. you know, if Anthony Daniels is just coming up to talk about it and a guy who was in an Ugnaught suit or something, you know, it's, it's you know, they're not going to stop the whole, grind the whole thing. If they have to push it to next year, 
I don't think it'll be the end of the world. Um, you know, it'll be, no. a, bu- it'll be a bummer, uh, but at the same time, you know, a lot of people at the time after after Chicago were surprised that they were even doing it this year. So, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I feel like it should never have been this year anyway. They should have put two years between them. Well, yeah, at I, least I sort of thought that I was surprised, but at the same time, you know, like Chicago was such a success, and then when this mm. when this went on sale, it absolutely you know you could people forget like people scrambled for those tickets, yeah, and it was just sold out in a day or no, in hours, so it wasn't as if the demand wasn't there. Oh yeah, totally. But now that like it honestly does, like it probably won't be going ahead. Part of me is just like. I don't even know if I'll go if it is next year because I'm in like in the back of my mind. I'm just like, you know, I could just take that money and, you know, plan ahead for a, a big like two week trip to Orlando in a few years time instead. Yeah. Well, I mean, or, people's, like, get people's... more value for my money. And... Yeah. I mean, things are going to change. People's situation is going to change. But at the same time, it's sort of, you know, it, it, in some circumstances, people are just like, well, at least you know, when we get through this, I've got celebration to look forward to. So, oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to see like what, what they do. I mean, I know that they're holding their powder at the moment because they they're kind of going, oh, you know, end of August stuff's changing by the minute here. We could um, we could all still be inside in August, or we could everything could be cool by then. So we will just have to see. But um, yeah, I'm um, I'm hoping I'm I'm. I'm my 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 money's on postponement. I think it'll get pushed to sort of April next year mm-hmm. or something like that. I reckon is probably most likely, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who know? it's like everything is changing by like the hour at the moment. It's just <laughs> I know uh, it's hard to keep up with. Yeah, exactly. I um now just just get back on this book just quickly. I know, I know um mm-hmm. we've we've dipped into some little bits of it and stuff. Does it give um <laughs> You touched on Zori Bliss a little bit. Do we get any sort of mm-hmm. more insight onto her, like what her deal is? Is it just is she just yes. like what does she actually like? What does she do? Is she just like a local criminal, or is she just kind of like someone who's just sort of stuck on this planet? Because she kind of implies that she's sort of stuck there and she can't get out. Yeah, she's definitely. Well, we see more of like the gang. Oh yeah, like so her buddies. Like, you know, yeah. the group Poe would have been a part of. You know, twelve years prior. Um. So, yeah, we see more of that sort of crew and we do, like, we get to meet the characters, we get sort of an explanation. Um, it still doesn't go too deeply into whatever her and Poe's relationship was. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we get the vibe that, you know, yes, they sort of hated each other, but they also cared about each other. But they don't really specify much beyond that. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like that they like live together, or, or it's it's not implied no. that they had some really serious relationship or anything. They sort of. I mean, like the boss of the gang, if you will, does sort of make a joke about you know Poe being Zori's boyfriend because Zori um, left two of the other gang members, you know, unconscious while she went to go help the trio. Yep. But she kind of rejects that. So, you know, I don't know how much stock you can put in any of that anyway. So. Oh, so she's not even the boss of her own gang? Or she's not even the boss of the gang? I don't feel like... She, like, I don't know if there is, like, an outright boss, but, like, yeah, she's not the leader as such. Interesting. But, yeah, we just get a few more scenes from her point of view, which I wasn't expecting. Yep. And so, yeah, kind of... It did make me enjoy her more... 
in a way which was nice yeah i mean i sort of <clears throat> enjoyed what she did in the movie but it was sort of you know mm-hmm. she was just sort of there and it was you know the sort of going from place to place to place to place to place in the film was quite jarring earlier on it's not so much now when you yeah. watch it a bunch of times um, yeah <clears throat> it was always that kind of like hey this is the last chapter Are we really chewing this time to go to all these places it's sort of it's almost a little sort of like <clears throat> i don't know if you've read harry potter but sort of you know deathly hallows it's like oh, yeah. oh you know the first half oh, of deathly yeah. hallows is like oh, we're just in this forest for the first half of the film just sort of <laughs> chasing yeah it was a similar vibe really i mean i'd, I'd have to go yeah. back and put them side by side i but, do agree um <clears throat> but there was a bit of As like someone oh. who's read those books many times oh right I've, I've definitely read oh yeah i've definitely read deathly hallows at least twice and i've seen the film numerous times which is reasonably accurate but um yeah, definitely hello's part two the midnight release is my first ever midnight release oh yeah i never did a pot of midnight yep. release i was always, but i would go you know definitely go first weekend and things um so just in case let's just t- double back around to rose so obviously mm-hmm. probably the most underused character in the, <laughs> in, in rise of skywalker got the shortest stick yeah. um certainly seems my theory sort of just after it came out seems to be true that basically someone had to bounce off that carry footage. Um, mm. And so she was the one who got stuck at the base to, to do that because Leia, obviously they just had footage of Leia kind of just standing around talking. So someone has to stand around and talk to her. Um, so although I, you know, I've spoken on here that I thought they could have inserted into the, the battle a bit more at the end, but um, mm-hmm. does she, what what's she up to in the book or is she sort of just doing more stuff at the base? Is it implied? Um, we don't see too much of her. But we just sort of get like an expansion on what she's doing. Like at the probably the best part of the novelization is at the beginning. Um, so at celebration we saw a picture of Ray and Rose in the same scene together, mm-hmm. and everyone got excited because you know two characters the same age talking to each other. Yep. And then that scene was cut. Um, that scene is in the novelization. And it is like really, it's the, I think we get maybe two or three um, Rain Rose scenes. And they're really lovely. We see that they're friends. We see that they really care about each other. And, you know, if you happen to ship them, those scenes are actually really, <laughs> really lovely. Are they? Like they are quite easily able to be reddish sort of shipping material. Oh, wow. And that was great. And really unexpected, but so really great fun. Are they just sort of talking shop? Are they sort of laying out plans? Are they just yeah. like, what, are, they, are they sort of implied that they just like hang out and do stuff together outside of Rebel stuff? There or is it more... was one scene, I think they were talking about the Falcon and how Rose had like improved it or added something to it. Okay. And like Ray was really grateful and they just... It's, my brain is like already forgotten the exact details. But they just <laughs> That's okay. Share like, I'm just putting you on the spot going, come on, give me all these details. <laughs> no, they just have a really good, like solid friendship. And, you know, they care about each other outside of like their other friends, which is sometimes a problem with female characters is that, you know, they can only connect with each other via male characters. Yeah, right. Yep. And I think that's where you can tell this novelization is written by a woman in that, you know, their scenes are theirs alone. Yep. Um, did and you- then in terms of like Finn and Rose, you know, that ship is, you know, dead in the water. But we still get a sort of view that like they're still like really good solid friends. And that's yep. really lovely. 
is it sort of like something that kind of got played out and went, oh, it's not for us or <clears throat> just sort of, oh, it was just a thing, uh, just a moment. It was a that- moment. I mean, they don't go that far in depth at yep. all, but um, yeah, that's. I guess it's sort of like the vibe you get. <laughs> Love a good vibe. I feel like the movie, pl- the movie, the novelization tries really hard to not, not have any romantic connections. Yep. So not even a Ky- feel- like the Kylo. I know you didn't get to the end of the book, or we sort of brought it back mm. around, but it isn't sort of implied that it's. I mean, it's not implied in the film either that Kylo and Ray want to no. smooch at the end or anything anyway um well i know just from <clears throat> one of the bursts of outrage from one side of fandom earlier on that the kiss i think it's described as like a kiss of gratitude oh which <laughs> um <laughs> makes me laugh because that's exactly what it was but um yeah no i feel like and I feel like the movie did this as well. They just tried quite hard, and whether or not this is a good thing or not, it's I feel like debatable. Yeah, they tried really hard to not have any sort of clear romances in order to please everyone. Yep. Yeah, I, Which, it, 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 it did. It really did feel like a hey, let's just try and keep everybody happy on this one. Um, yeah, it's, somewhat successfully, yeah. and then you know, somewhat unsuccessfully. <laughs> like it's funny that lots of little things, and then going like, "Hey, we're just gonna like the Ray Palpatine stuff." Was such a like, <clears throat> it's like dropping a humongous turd in the middle. That <laughs> oh, not even a, a turd, or just an elephant that like some people like can really, you know. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, some people love it, and some people are just like, "Oh, that was completely yeah. unnecessary," or "Where'd that come from?" Mm. or whatever. You know what I mean? But it was just like we're trying so hard to please everybody old fans, yeah. new fans, and then we're just going to drop this great big thing in the middle that we probably could have got away with not even addressing. The film probably could have mm. played out pretty close the same and just sliced some lines of dialogue out um, and not even addressed it. Um, but, yeah, they went for it. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, like The Rise of Skywalker is, I think, at least for the time being, my favourite movie. Yep. But... I d- it still does feel like parts in parts that it was just trying to please everyone. Yep. By like not going hard enough on some issues. Oh, for sure. Or some plot points, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I still love it dearly, and like there's a lot of stuff that it, it did right for me. But yeah, there's just a few little things that I feel like it could have done more definitively, or I'll, I'll be just curious more clearly, to see the like. the fan edit. You know, people start doing fan edits and stuff like that. You know, now the, the, the digital <laughs> copies out, the fan edits sort of start coming up, and you know, people are going to be inside yeah. for a while. Like the, I'd be curious <laughs> to see it. Like if they did a cut where they just like just coming back to the Ray Palpatine thing, where you could slice those scenes a little bit and, and see if the, how the movie plays. If you just sort of take some lines of dialogue oh, yeah. out and stuff, and like you could even just say, you know, Palpatine wanted to kill your parents still, just because he found out you were strong in the Force or felt that you're strong in the mm. Force, and then just left it at that you know what i mean like you'd only have to slice a few a few things out but i, I, I don't know we'll see I, I do a bit of video editing but that just seems like a, oh, yeah. a, you know i've got enough to do <laughs> um, yeah, you yeah. Know, if i get coronavirus and i'm stuck by myself in the house and my family has to you know leave leave me alone for two weeks and i can operate a computer you know talk to me then <laughs> maybe i'll you know with fever i'll sit there madly trying to edit the the, the ray is nobody cut uh, a little bit more but uh <laughs> <laughs> I'll see how we go. Um, now, now we've finished. Like Skywalker Saga is done. Um, 
the story is ended at this point. Ray's looking over those twin sons with BB-8. Um, they've decided story-wise to go back as, as is sort of the, 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 the usual thing. You know, obviously we've got Mando season two. We've got this High mm-hmm. Republic. There'll be little odds and sods of things that they're doing. Um, what, what do you, like when they finally fire up this, they take time forward again. Like as somebody who, you know, sequel trilogy is your jam. Like, where do you want to see it? Like, if you if you were picking, if they if Lucasfilm called up and they said, Holly, you're going to tell us where we're going to pick this story up from, do you want to go, like, the day after she gets back on that Falcon, you find out what happens? Or do you want to jump 10 years, 20 years? Like, what's your ideal scenario? I mean, I definitely would love to see, like, the sort of aftermath of that war. Like, and, I mean, we are seeing this in a a kids comic coming in a few weeks time hopefully still. oh really so what, yeah what's that? The, one of the idw star wars uh idw star wars i forget what star wars adventures they're moving post they're relaunching and moving post trough really i did not know that yeah so, so that we're will getting be... our first trio content so that will be time that will be the new yeah furthest point in time wow because i was just i was so sure that like that's just a brick wall until further notice and you know because we don't want to know anything so so that'll be yeah that she'll go back to resistance base i mean those comics are pretty light she'd be like oh hey i didn't live on tatooine for 20 years that's for some reason people thought that that's what i was doing (laughs) did you think did you think that did you get any any indication i thought she was just taking a moment and getting back on the ship and flying home yeah no um definitely yeah she's flying home or like you know because i've read a few fan fictions set after that like <laughs> i've read a few fan you fictions. know there's a t-shirt P- i've read a few fan fictions <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like you know finn and poe on the falcon and then, and then after they're done on tatooine they'll you know pop over to yabin or somewhere else mm-hmm. and i feel like in terms of stories you know post tross you've got all you know of course you've got like the cleanup of the war mm-hmm. but then finn's whole life story is a huge huge opportunity right there yeah so much of him is still unexplored well that's right he's does like, he i mean i does he i always kind of thought that they would they would delve into that more in this last movie like i sort of mm. you no know, i i sort of thought that the whole children the first order full of stolen children would have been the angle that film played up on more mm-hmm. just the fact that you've got characters looking for family as well they, they would have like I, I kind of go oh they'll defeat the first order because they'll basically get them the information about their families and they'll all go well i don't want to be in this stupid first order thing and, you know they'll break the conditioning you know then that's how they would do it yeah and that was how that they, they would kind of like defeat the first order i mean the first order i mean who knows what they're up to <laughs> you know they're just like i don't know we still run things you, you kind of blew up palpatine's ships but we were still controlling stuff I don't know. The, the, the mop-up stuff used to be very interesting. Um, yeah, and I feel like I would have, like, of course, all that Finn stuff I would have been great on on screen, but I feel like we almost would have needed an entire other movie. Mm. So I feel like in light of that, if we can get the right p- person to write the novel or novels, then, you know, I feel like that's a story that could be done excellently in that sort of way. Yep. But it sort of needs to be written by the right person. Do you think they'll they'll stick pretty close? Like you said, if they if the next thing is a comic that's sort of taking place pretty close, they won't 
jump too far ahead just because you know they've got story if you jump far ahead you've got to establish what they're doing this way you can yeah. kind of just slowly inch yourself forward and, and do little things before you know they decide majorly if they you know if it becomes another set of movies if it becomes you know they do a disney plus show if they're just going to be books you know it all depends on what people wanted what actors want to do and what the market wants and stuff but i know <laughs> it's it's very hard to ask an actor you know once they've committed you know six or seven years to star wars hey what are you gonna you know, mm. do star wars next it's like dude <laughs> the last thing i want to do is star wars for a while thanks yeah like john and especially oscar seemed not at all keen to come back anytime soon yeah but so like yeah i can't see yeah lucasfilm going too far ahead with their stories probably just keep it for now at least yeah sort of like the immediate aftermath they could find a young-looking Oscar Isaac and go back and do the <laughs> young Poe Dameron adventures or something, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, what we are getting the book, so... Oh, yeah, that's right. Which I feel like that was another thing. I felt like somehow the novelization, especially with the extra scenes with Sorry, sort of set it up in a way for that book. Yep. Yep, for sure. Like, we got a bit more background into Sorry so that we get a bit more interest in that book that's coming, hopefully, still in August. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. You might be through. You might. You might be through all your books by then. Yeah. <laughs> if you're hungry for some more content, oh God. At least we live in a world where you know you can get it delivered to your house or buy it digitally or yeah. you know something. If we're all still stuck inside, um, who knows? Or maybe you'll be able to just walk up at celebration and just you know <laughs> buy it from a t- buy it from the author at a table, and everything will be fine. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I, I would need the dollar to really jump up. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the Australian dollar is back up to, you know, parity or dollar ten, and we're just throwing money around like nobody's business at Celebration. Yeah, uh, I just looked at the cost of the accommodation and put it into Australian dollars at the moment. It's not pretty. <laughs> no, you don't want to be looking just at that Just added stuff. like another, gra- another grand. Oh, my God. Well, ours is all paid for at the moment, so it's... Um, oh, nice. But it just depends, you know. If it <clears throat> if it all changes, we'll just if we just hold on to it until until it's cancelled, it's cancelled. We'll just <laughs> and over till it's over, as they say. Um, awesome! Thanks so much for doing this, Holly. I know um, you've got to go out back back off to Hammer Barn soon and um, get on the front line, so everybody can uh, yeah. <laughs> can uh, keep society churning over a little bit longer. But um, yeah, no, thank you for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. It's always great when you come on and enlighten me on what's going on in these books and things. And um, <clears throat> where what's going on with your pod? Are you still rolling at the moment or are you on a little break? Um, we are on a little bit of a hiatus. Um, one of our hosts, Amanda, is in Seattle. So she's actually been on lockdown essentially for about a month now. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, she's got a asthmatic kid so she has to stay home and look after him yep. more than anything else and then yeah Jen's in um, the Bay Area so we're all just you know looking after ourselves first and then hopefully at some point getting an episode out in the near future because you know being stuck at home is not great no. <laughs> but, um, and the thing is also as I was saying like some some people stuck at home and are looking for things to do and if you are stuck at home with the kids you've you're just on that all the time you know what i mean like it's yeah it's hard to carve time out it makes it actually harder but um you know it'll podcasting can wait and you know hopefully you'll get yep. uh, you'll get everything will be back to normal soon and we'll see it but there's a whole you know there's a back catalog if people want to jump back in where do they find the back catalog 
Um, we are on pretty much all of the major podcasting sites at the moment. Um, you know, of course, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called these days, is our main one. But, you know, we're also on SoundCloud and Google and wherever wherever, wherever else you get your pods. So, <laughs> you know, go back and listen to our old episodes. Some of them are pretty good, if I do say so myself. So. <laughs> Excellent. They sure are. Um, and then online, if they want to catch, follow you on, on your tweets, you do some good yes. public service stuff as well. So <laughs> if you want to know what's going on in the world. Yeah. Holly's always... um, yeah, you can follow me at underscore Holly tweets. I am currently locked, but um, always happy to add. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, well, you can find our stuff at starwarsspeltout.com. Um, also got the Pepper Pig podcast rolling again uh, after we took a little break a few weeks ago. So that's all kicking back into gear now that, um, like I said, Matt and I are, are both home with the kids. So it's a nice little break. And um, yeah, hopefully the plan is with the podcast is to just keep rolling as we can. If we if we miss stuff, if life gets in the way, life gets in the way. But at the moment, uh, things are still rolling. So um, hopefully we'll, we'll get you back on again soon, Holly, when there's new stuff to, to talk about. And um, we'll either... You know, we'll catch up in person at celebration, whatever that will be, or we'll uh, we'll catch up on here. Yeah, I'll have to come down the Melbourne one day as well. Yes, definitely come down, and we'll get some of the Melbourne crew together, and we'll uh, we'll yes. all talk about and have a laugh about that crazy time when we're all stuck inside. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Sounds good. Yeah, thank you. No problem. See you soon. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.